You're listening to Hardwired with Jeff Wickwire. Here's what's coming up in today's edition. There were some in the early church. Everybody else was meeting daily and all of that. But some in the early church got out of the habit of meeting. And the writer of Hebrews called it a bad habit. It's easy to get out of the habit of going to church. Well, we saw that with COVID. COVID took us all out of church for a while. And some people are still on their PJs watching online because they got out of the habit. Well, how do you get back in? You start doing it regularly and you'll get the habit. It's not rocket science. It's safe to say that we all have bad habits. Whether they've slowly developed over time or seemingly came out of nowhere, bad habits destroy our lives all the same. Today in his message, Pastor Jeff wants you to know that you don't need to be a prisoner to your mistakes. Instead of feeling stuck in the muck and mire, let God wash you white as snow. Start the journey of cultivating new habits and replacing the old ones that only tore you down. Grow into the person you've always wanted to be through God's grace. Well, let's join Pastor Jeff in his series, The Top Four Prophets of Future, as he begins his message, The Habits That Hold You. Now, we did begin a series last time on the four powerful prophets of your future. And I, I went over that, friendships. Today, I want to talk to you about habits. And what are the habits that hold you? What are the habits that hold you? Now, let me tell you, just give you a simple definition of habit. A habit is a regular practice wired deep into our brains that is hard to give up. How's that? A habit is a regular practice, good or bad, good or bad. It's a regular practice wired deep into our brains that's hard to give up. A habit is gained by repetition. If you have a habit and I have a habit, it's because we repeated something long enough to get the habit. So it's making the same choice to do a certain thing over and over again until it becomes wired into your brain as a habit. And this works for good and it works for bad. Now, how long does it take to get a habit? It depends on you, your personality, your makeup, um, what kind of a habit it is. I can think of some habits it takes a day or two for it to become ingrained in you. Some of the illicit drugs out there these days can become a habit in one day or two. Other things it may take a couple of months of just repeating the same thing till it becomes a habit. So the same way that we walk into a habit, we walk out of a habit. If it's not good for us, if it's a bad habit, How'd you get it? By repeatedly doing something. How do you get out of it? By repeatedly doing something else. Right? I mean, you got into it repeating something over and over, so you're going to get out of it repeating something else over and over. So we, we had the habit because we wanted the habit. We opened the door to the habit. Remember that first drag on a cigarette? It felt like a, a, an anvil was going down into your lungs, but you persevered. <laughs> uh, until it became a, a habit, right? And now you got a habit. And that's the way habits come. They come from repetition. Doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it until it's a, it's a part of your makeup. It's who you are. It's why sometimes we can't even imagine life without the habit. How can I do life without that habit? I'm so used to the habit. It's a part of me. I don't know how to do life without the habit. 
but you can, and, and you can do it by starting something else repeatedly until it replaces the bad. But I'm jumping ahead of myself. Now, let me tell you that our habits matter very much to God. God's a God that wants to chisel into us good habits, Ho holy habits. What's a holy habit? It is something that is spiritually enriching to your spiritual life. It's that simple, a holy habit. It spiritually enriches your spiritual life, all right? It helps you grow. It's good for you. It builds you in the faith. It helps you to become all that God wants you to be. That's a good habit. It enriches you. And that's what we want. And, and so we see here that Jesus had a habit. He, he went to church every time the doors were open. He was there and he taught. So he contributed good things to the church service he went to. Paul, the same thing. The Bible says that Paul did exactly the same thing as was his custom. He went into the synagogue and he taught for three days or three Sabbaths in a row. So, so Paul not only went to church every time he could, but he contributed to it. It was a habit. It was ingrained in him. He didn't have to think about doing it. He, he just assumed he was going to do it because it became a habit. It became second nature. He just woke up and said, well, it's church day. Here I go. See, this is a time you're going to be real glad you're in church because I'm going to talk about the positives of going to church. See, going to church is, is, is a positive. It, it's a good thing. It enriches your spiritual life because you, you go to church to worship God. You go to church to hear a word from God. You go to church for rich fellowship. You go to church to be encouraged. It builds you up. It builds you in the faith. It's a wonderful habit to be in. It's a holy habit. Amen? Most of you here today didn't have to think, well, am I going to church today? No, you woke up because it was just customary. It was your custom. You started getting ready for church. You didn't have to think about it, pray about it. Do I go to church today, Lord? Or do I watch from home? I'm so glad for the people watching from home because we, we want you here. We, we, we're glad you're online. And I assume because you can't be here. Because watching, not taking any way, anything away from it, but, but watching online and being here is the difference between watching a fireplace on TV and sitting in front of a real one. You watch it on TV, you can hear the snap, crackle, pop, and you kind of get the emotion, but no, it's not the same. You can't feel the warmth. You can't smell the cedar wood burning. It's not the same. That's free. I'm just throwing that out there. Amen. You know, when you read your Bible, all through the Bible, God's greatest leaders and most fruitful people all had holy habits or habits that enriched their spiritual life, all of them, over and over again. You don't see a great leader without that. You don't see a great believer in God without it. You don't see a great Christian without habits, holy habits, good habits that enrich their spiritual life ingrained into their lifestyle. It's always there. The Bible says, for instance, Daniel, one of two people in the Bible about whom 
we are never told a fault. It says Daniel always prayed. Notice that up there. How often did he pray? Always. Now it tells us what always means. To God, how often? Three times every day. Some of y'all are looking at me. Can you look up there? Three times, how often? Every day. What did he do? He bowed down on his knees to pray and to praise God. And he did it three times a day. And you know what else? He was willing to die for that habit. The Bible says King Nebuchadnezzar, who was over Babylon, where Daniel had been taken as a uh, um, captive, it says Nebuchadnezzar released a decree that if you worship anything other than him, you were going to be thrown into a den of lions. Not a good future. Daniel went straight home, threw open the shutters to his window, bowed on his knees and prayed to God and said, my holy habit is worth my life. My holy habit is worth my life. It's worth my life to pray. I will give my life to pray. You are not taking away from me the habit that enriches my life with God every single day, three times a day. He got thrown to the lion's den. The lions got lockjaw. They could not open up their mouth because God shut their mouth and delivered Daniel for taking a stand on his holy habit. That's how important it was. Jesus not only went to synagogue every Sabbath, but Jesus also had a prayer habit. Of course he did. He's the son of God. But look what the Bible says. Jesus himself would often, that means regularly, routinely, consistently slip away to the wilderness and pray. Now, if Jesus needs to slip away and pray, where does that leave us? Oh my, if Jesus needed to slip away and he, and he never sinned and he had perfect relationship with God, he had to slip away and pray routinely. He had a holy habit because he was holiness manifest. Amen? And we see the early church. Pentecost fell, the Holy Spirit fell. And when the Holy Spirit fell, he immediately began to chisel holy habits into the character of his people. Look at this. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They worshiped together at the temple. How often? Each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper. Shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. So the early church, immediately the Holy Spirit initiated, formed in them, brought them into the habit of meeting together daily, worshiping every day, and regularly observing the Lord's Supper. And what was the result? What was the consequence, the beautiful consequence? It says, there was great joy and an explosion of praise. When this habit was ingrained in them. Amen. How many of you want great joy? and an explosion of praise, just combustible praise. Amen. Book of Hebrews talks about people that got in a bad habit. It says, not forsaking our own assembly together, as is the habit of some. There were some in the early church, everybody else was meeting daily and all of that, but some in the early church got out of the habit of meeting, and the writer of Hebrews called it a bad habit. 
it's easy to get out of the habit of going to church. Well, we saw that with COVID. COVID took us all out of church for a while, and some people are still on their PJs watching online because <laughs> they got out of the habit. Well, how do you get back in? You start doing it regularly and you'll get the habit. It's not rocket science. You just got to say, I will do this. I'm going to do it regularly until it's a part of who I am. Amen. But now the flip side, of course, of a good habit, and there's good ones, and I want to focus mainly on that, but there's bad habits. We all know that. We all know what a bad habit is. Bad habits take you where you don't want to go, doing what you don't want to do. They cover you in regular shame. They bring you before God, cyclically repenting. Here I am again and again. Oh, and here I am again. And oh, guess what, God? It's the same thing. Here I am again. That's what the bad habits do. And we stay longer than we thought we'd stay. We go further than we thought we'd go because that bad habit is driving our time, driving our decisions. Listen, uh, your feet go wherever your heart is. Your feet walk where your heart is. And if your heart is captured by a bad habit, that's where your feet are going to go. So the idea is, can God break a bad habit? You better know that he can. So whether it's smoking, drinking, uh, overeating, using profanity, you know, there is a thing called profanity. In our day and age, oh my, you can't even turn on the TV. It's so loaded with profanity. I might preach on cussing sometime. Some of you are saying, some of you are saying, let me know ahead of time. I won't be there. All right, here. Pornography, bad habit, complaining. Some people complain all the time. Their, son, their tongue becomes a shovel that digs their own grave. Complaining. It's a habit. You get into the habit. How do you get out of it? You quit doing it and you do something else until that's your habit. Procrastination. You put off till tomorrow what you ought to do today. Always being late. Not regularly attending church, not regularly praying. These are all bad habits. We know them. We know what they are. If you've got one, you know what it is. I know what they are. I've had bad habits. The fact is you don't develop, just develop that habit you don't wake up and say, you know what, today, it'd be a great idea. I think I'll just, I'll just start a habit that's going to cause grief and regret and guilt and destruction for years to come. That sounds like a great idea. Nobody does that. Nobody does that. We don't know that that decision or that series of decisions is going to bring me to a place of a habit that's controlling my life. We don't ever count on it. If we had seen the end of it, when the beginning began, we'd run the other way with all of our might. Um, now, just in case you're wondering what a bad habit looks like, or, or if you got one, let me give you some signs that there's a bad habit that Jesus died to free you from. Okay? How do you know? Here's how you know you got a bad habit. It's adversely affecting your physical, mental, or emotional health. It's not good for you. No bad habit is good. A bad habit is called a bad habit because it's bad. All right? So it's adversely affecting you. And it's damaging you in some way or another. That's what a bad habit does. Second way, you know, 
It's threatening key relationships in your life. You've been told by people close to you that love you, if you don't stop, I can't relate with you anymore. So it's threatening key relationships that matter, that God put into your life. And that habit is reaching out and touching them. Third way you know, this doesn't take a lot of uh, connecting the dots. It causes you to break the law. Your bad habit causes you to break the law. You're taking a legal risk each and every time you feed that habit. Amen, Pastor Jeff, preach it. You're blessing me. But every time you practice it, you're taking a risk that you're going to see the lights. And I'm not talking about the glory of God. I'm not talking about the Shekinah. I'm talking about the red ones. Here, here's the one that really speaks to me. It's hindering you from becoming the person you really want to be. That bad habit is hindering you from becoming the person you and God want you to be. It's like a huge obstacle in the road. It's like you got a backpack on that's full of bricks and you're walking around and that backpack is pulling you down, slowing you down, hindering you. You can't run with that backpack on your back, that habit. Now, I bring good news today. Habits can change. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen? God is in the business of delivering people from habits that are hurting them. I don't know if you can remember, but the minute you got saved, God began to talk to you about your habits. And he began to deliver you immediately from those habits. He went to work on sanctifying you. And part of that sanctification is to get rid of the habits in your life that are hurting you. That's what Jesus does. The devil puts them on you. Jesus takes them off of you. Now, I want to give you some simple steps on how to get rid of a bad habit. Uh, if you don't have one, then share this with somebody that does. But I'm guessing that a lot of people in here are dealing with a habit uh, of one kind or another that you wish you were free of. So I'm going to tell you how to do it, scripturally how to do it. Here's some keys. One, getting rid of any habit that is bad immediately must begin with humbling yourself before God in deep repentance and asking him to help you because we, we go to him and we say, Lord, this is bigger than me. It's stronger than me, but it's not bigger than you and it's not stronger than you. And Lord, I'm humbling myself in your presence and I'm asking you to grace me to break these chains. The Bible says, therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. That he may exalt you. Now, what does exalt mean? Exalt means to um, dignify, to honor, and to make happy. How many of you want to be happy? You want to be happy in the Lord? 
How many of you want to be happy? Come on. You want happy. Okay. How many of you realize a bad habit takes away your dignity? It takes away your dignity because this is not what you want to do. This is not where you want to go. This is not the way you want to act. This is not what you want to give your time to. It, it, it takes away from your dignity as a human being. It humiliates. It doesn't humble. It humiliates. God wants to restore your dignity as a human being. Where does it begin? Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. In repentance and dependence on him. Repentance before him, dependence on him. We say, Lord, I repent of this and I'm depending on you. I'm leaning on you. I'm drawing from you. I'm asking you to do something I can't do on my own. Set me free, set me free, set me free. The Bible says, let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we'll find grace to help when we need it most. Do you notice that now? God gives grace when we need it most. And what is grace? Grace is this. The idea of grace is God leans down toward you to help, strengthen, counsel, guide, and support you. Instead of resisting you because you're saying, I don't need God, I'll do this on my own. I'm a self-help kind of person. No, the person who says, Lord, I desperately need you to set me free, to break this habit. I want to move on with you. I'm so tired of the same old cycle. Lord, do something in my life. I can't do this without you. And when you humble yourself that way, God leans your way. And he gives strength and help and confidence and the ability to do what you can't do on your own. Grace. Grace. I love what David said. In my distress, I prayed to the Lord and the Lord answered me and set me free. Amen. He set me free. He set me free. So, Second thing you got to do to get rid of a bad habit. Here's what Bible, the Bible teaches. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Now is the acceptable time when you need to get saved. You don't wait till tomorrow because there's no guarantee you'll have one. But when it comes to post-salvation, once you're saved and you're dealing with a bad habit still, the, the time to deal with it is now. You do it now. You do it today. You do it this moment. You do it while God is extending his grace. You do it while you can pray. You do it. You don't give, you do not give that bad habit another day to wreak havoc on your life. You say, today is the day. I lay it down. I put an end to it. I say goodbye to it. I declare war on it. Today. Let me ask you a question. How quickly would you get rid of a skunk out of your house? Here he goes. You're sitting there watching TV, you and your spouse, and a skunk goes walking right by. Now, let me tell you what you're not going to say. You know, honey, we really need to do something about that skunk sooner or later. You know, we got to take care of that eventually. No, let me tell you what you do. The TV is turned off. All the doors are open. Everything focuses on getting the skunk out of your house before he devalues it. 
Do you have habits that are holding you hostage? Are you feeling defeated by the mistakes that you continually make over and over again? Are you searching for any sign of hope? In today's message, Pastor Jeff showed you how to conquer the sin that's defeating you by accepting God's free gift of grace. The more you try to fix everything on your own, the further you'll be from overcoming your vices. Change your life trajectory and leave sin behind for good. We'd love for you to have additional resources. Here's Diane with more. For more teachings and information about this ministry, we encourage you to check out hardwired.org. Pastor Jeff Wickwire has many more messages there. You'll find them under the audio tab. This will surely help you be encouraged in the Word. Once again, that's hardwired.org. We want to invite you to come back again next time for another teaching from Pastor Jeff. Daniel has more on that, giving you something to look forward to. When's the last time you overcame a bad habit? According to research, it's impossible to erase habits of any kind. If this is the case, how can we ever get a bad habit to go away? In his next message, Pastor Jeff wants you to know that if you want to kiss your bad habits goodbye, you need to overwrite them with good habits. Although the bad habits can't be vacated, if they're overwritten, they're a thing of the past. Find a new sense of peace through God's grace. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for tuning in for this edition of Hardwired with Jeff Wickwire. You can listen to more messages from this and other books of the Bible by visiting hardwired.org. Join us next time to continue Pastor Jeff's series, The Top Four Prophets of Future, right here on Hardwired.